Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Good mid fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. How are you, Terry? I got caught up a little bit in the show preparation with listening to Vin Scully highlights, so I'm kind of mesmerized right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was, he's so poetic. So good. So great. And we're going to talk about him later in the yeah. show. He was... Um, I don't want to call him the original, but he was one of the original storytellers. He did a brilliant job. There is a difference between doing play-by-play on radio and doing it on television. You don't say on television, I don't believe what I... You can say, I don't believe what I mm-hmm. just saw, but you don't say... That's Jack Buck. Right, but you don't say, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't say that on television. And you certainly don't say it on radio. But if But the old, old time broadcasters back in the day did a beautiful job of literally painting a portrait you could see it going off in your head you really could and that's what makes certain broadcasters great not to mention with vin scully he just had a way of tying in things that were going on in the moment outside of sports which we will get to specifically his call on Hank Aaron's 715th home run. With that, time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so uh, I think it's fair to say kind of an uneventful day at uh, <laughs> training camp today. They had another jog through, but uh, tomorrow they'll be in full pads. Will they pop? I don't know. Uh, Saturday they will be in pads. A couple of things worth noting. Uh, Natani Muti. Rotated at left guard with Dalton Reisner. And uh, KJ Hamler practiced without a knee brace as he recovers from last year's torn ACL. And uh, you can make the case he's probably going to get the first shot to, you know, take some of Tim Patrick's reps, as I think it is really starting to sink in at Dove Valley that Patrick is done for the season. Well, Moody earlier rotated at right guard with Quinn Miners before Miners settled in taking most of the snaps. So, and, and, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett was kind of went out of his way to create the impression that, hey, this isn't any big deal. I'm just, we're just, rota- we're just rotating people. I mean, obviously everybody was, was very, very upset. Um, but, at the, you know, at the same time, we, we still have that job to do. And uh, we love him. I mean, got to see him. And, um, you know, that, that's what matters. In the end, it's about people. You know, people first. It's about the character. It's about the type of people we have in this building. And, I mean, you saw it. And that did happen, and how great it was uh, just to see everybody there and supporting him. You know, it's just about all of us loving and supporting him because it's hard. I am not suggesting for a minute that Nathaniel Hackett represents the character who is the lead character in the show Family Guy. Okay, He's nothing like the Mr. lead Hackett? character in Family Guy. However, if you gave a title to Nathaniel Hackett, it would be Family Guy. Everything is about family and relationships and working together. And I say good for him. How about Mr. Happy? I, I've never seen the show, so I can't tell you much about it. I just know there's a show called Family Guy. So I think he's he's trying to get us not to overemphasize the rotation there at left guard with Reisner. And that, 
not to get us to overreact and say Reisner's losing his job. Well, he, here's what I found interesting. Um, Muti to the, I mean, I've been at training camp. I didn't go today because it was basically a walkthrough. There was literally nothing to see. I did not go on Saturday. But I don't remember Muti rotating with Reisner much, if at all, during training camp since I've been there. Maybe it happened and maybe I missed it. But I found it interesting that NFL.com had an article titled today, First Stringers Who Can Lose Their Starting Roles. And they picked Dalton Reisner for the Broncos as a possible trade candidate to boot before the start of the season. Now, Hackett was asked about the rotation today, and he said, well, we're going to need everybody. So we're going to need everybody to kind of be able to play a lot of different positions. And we're going to try combinations to see who plays well together next to each other. Right. Those types of things. And along those lines, I almost was thinking of Jared Bednar going down the stretch of the Avalanche season, basically saying that. Right. We want to see who can play well together and not necessarily who's the best players. Dalton Reisner, in his first season, I thought played pretty well. He's been okay. And I hate saying that about him because I think he's a really good guy. He has been okay over the last two seasons. And he's going into a contract here. With that said, who is better in the zone blocking scheme? That's what you really need to ask yourself because that's what they are playing right now. And Muti does have problems with pass protection. Who moves better? I'm not sure which guy moves better, but I do. Well, honestly, you could make, well, what would you rather have? A guy who moves better or a guy who, who is deficient in pass blocking? A guy who moves better. Well. Not a, not a guy who, I don't want a guy who's deficient in pass blocking. Well, but that's, Muti is nowhere near where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. So Russell Wilson's going to be passing a lot, and and you cannot have a you you cannot have a, a hole there if if he is not capable of playing to a pretty decent level, for lack of a better phrase. I I wouldn't say. Listen, I remember when <clears throat> the Broncos drafted Ryan Clayton, and. Mike Shanahan referred to him as Twinkle Toes <laughs> because he was so nimble for a big man. Dalton Reisner is not slow, but he's also not nimble either. You know, the most athletic guy on the offensive line is clearly uh, Garrett Bowles. But with that, let's go back to uh, what Hackett talked about, which is really, you know, everybody's feeling it. Everybody supports Tim Patrick. Um, but it really is next man up. Who do you think is going to end up being the number four guy? Who's going to be the fourth option? If you're going to make the assumption, it is going to be Judy, excuse me, Hamler, and again, played without the knee brace today, uh, Judy, Hamler, and Sutton. Who do you think number four is, or maybe a guy who's not even in the building yet? Seth Williams. Seth Williams has the measurables, and I agree. He's a jumper. Yep. Athletic. He has the measurables that match Tim Patrick. The question is, is will he be as effective on third down as Tim Patrick? Just because you look the part doesn't mean you can play the part. The guy is re- really intriguing in camp, and we've settled in on him as one, one of the camp stories is Montreal, Washington. I think that would be a fascinating story if he ended up being that guy, but I don't think he will. Well, they're gonna, honestly, I, I am not a big fan. Right. I'm not, no, no, I'm not a big fan 
of having my kickoff guy yeah. slash punt guy. But he never returns a kickoff. Be a starting wide receiver. I'm not a big fan of that. There's, there's, I understand football's a dangerous game and you can get hurt. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. But you don't want to lose that. They have other guys who could probably fill in. But they drafted him for that reason. What I did find interesting was I remember there was some criticism of the Broncos by selecting him in the fifth round. And I went back and looked at it. And the and CBS Sports graded every single Broncos pick. And they had Montreal Washington as a D plus. I think a lot of people criticized the Broncos for taking him that high because people felt he'd be available in the seventh round. Not enough value. Not enough value. If the guy can play, it doesn't matter where you draft him. No question about it. But I wouldn't shy away from I wouldn't shy away from using a guy if he's really your fourth best receiver. I wouldn't shy away from using him not using I wouldn't shy away from using him because his role on the kickoff return. No, you return. You use him. I wouldn't want him to be an I wouldn't want him to be in the top rotation is the best way to put it. That would not make me feel comfortable. I remember that there was a time when Emmanuel Sanders, because of his hands, would catch punts. Mm-hmm. He'd return them too. But it was like, you need your good hands out there, so you put Emmanuel Sanders out there. You didn't put Emmanuel Sanders out there to, to break one. You put him out there as a sure-handed guy. And listen, there are plenty of guys who are very good wide receivers and return kicks and punts. But at the end of the day, when you are playing special teams, it's two locomotives going head to head, and one one could get destroyed. And I just don't want I just don't want it to be a two for one when you lose him as a wide receiver and a kickoff and punt returner because you're playing him so much. But I I think you can plug somebody in pretty much very easily on the returns. Well, listen, if he's the fourth best guy, you play him. I I, I have I'm not going to say that you shouldn't. I'm saying that. I hope there's a better option than him. But right now, he has looked very impressive in camp with his speed as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure nobody loves that more than Russell Wilson, who likes to throw the deep ball. I mean, he's going to be salivating if he has Washington and Hamler on the field. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who won't be salivating are the offensive linemen who are going to have to hold their blocks a little bit longer. Or hold, period. or Exactly. Maybe one of the two. All right, coming up after the break... Wow. Bill Schmidt had some very interesting <laughs> comments. Here's the thing, and I'll be perfectly honest about this. I, I, I've said this before, and I apologize to Rockies fans out there, but I would say this about the Nuggets. I'd say this about the Avalanche. However, I will not say this about the Broncos because the Broncos are the Broncos. When you are as bad as you are, you don't deserve airtime. You don't. There's no point in talking about you. Well, what am I going to say? You we're, suck. We're going to try anyway. No, we're going to because the way it was with the Rockies in the past, the only time we really talked about them is when Dick Monford said something stupid to a fan. Or we talked CU football when we were were having the conversation, when should this guy be fired? Because since I've been here, CU football has been pretty much awful. And you're only talking about when will Embry get fired? When will this guy get fired? Well, Bill Schmidt said some interesting things. And, oh, by the way, the national media is literally laughing at the Rockies for what they did at the deadline. Which, which is Which nothing. is, hint, hint, nothing. Wait to hear what ESPN wrote about their trade deadline stuff. That's nice.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They are nearing 1,000 five-star Google reviews. That's how good they are. And I can tell you two people who gave them five-star reviews. I did because when my HVAC unit broke down, they came out the next day. It was it was brutally hot. They were on time. Uh, they gave me a great deal, and I got the best product out there called Rudd. The Mandy's garbage disposal broke. They showed up on time. They gave her a terrific price, and they did a terrific job. They're just simply the best out there. And, you know, I thought basically a 1,000 people agreeing that they are the best out there, that's not by accident. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, every Major League Baseball team made at least one trade before yesterday's deadline, except for your Colorado Rockies. Denver Post uh, Rockies beat writer, Patrick Saunders asked GM Bill Schmidt what message he has for the fans, and Schmidt said, I believe in the club. We haven't performed to our expectations, but we are continuing to grow in a lot of areas, and I think the future is bright. Then again, what the hell else is he going to say? And then he added, we were also the only club to sign a player to an extension at the deadline. 29 other clubs didn't sign anybody to extension, referring to Daniel Bart. Bravo, buddy. You know there what? you go. You signed your own guy. You know what? We should have a parade for you because you signed somebody. You're really enjoying this, aren't he you? He acts that that comment is so, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumb? No, I'm not going to use the word dumb. He has such a, a lack of self-awareness that he thinks he deserves a trophy or a medal or a parade. Tone deaf? For, tone deaf for signing somebody. Well, bravo. You know what? Good job signing your guy when your team stinks. And, oh, by the way, there are other teams that made themselves better because they have a really good farm system and they can bring in guys like Soto. You know what? How about improve your stinking farm system that is bottom third consistently, but yet you want to draft and develop from a piece of land that is dry and barren and doesn't bear enough fruit? I thought the story sounded like a, almost an onion parody. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, seriously, it was almost like, does he really believe that? Honest to God, you know what I really believe? And I have no factual evidence to back it up. I honestly believe that Bill Schmidt and the people in that front office, including Dick Monfort, honestly believe that if Chris Bryant was healthy all year, they'd be contending. That he'd have 28 home runs. Oh, yeah. No, they'd be contending. Forget about being below 500. They would be contending. Man, if only Bryant could have stayed healthy. The dude's war is .5. Wins above replacement. Back in the day, Chris Bryant's war was really good. Six, seven point seven. It's .5. So when he has played, he hasn't been that good. And you know what? I applauded the move. 
You gotta find you gotta find a way to make yourself better. I liked the move. Now, granted, I think they bet against themselves. The but only, they still got it. The only way to knock that move is to have evidence that they had some. They had some indication that he was he was uh, damaged goods and would not make it through. I think that, I think that when he's healthy, he's going to be a very productive player here. But I'll tell you what is embarrassing. It's almost like you know you can't pick on my brother, mm-hmm. but I can pick on my brother. It's embarrassing when the national media looks at the. Rocky's front office and Dick Monfort is driving the clown car because this is what they wrote. They rated all 30 teams at the deadline and what they did. And sarcastically, they wrote this about the Rockies. They love their guys. How many games under 500 are they? Meanwhile, shortstop Jose Iglesias, right-handed pitchers Alex Colon, Carlos Estevez, Chad Cool can all walk after the season is over. They can all walk. But, Bill, bravo signing one of your guys. Good job, buddy. Well, so, your- so, so what you're telling me is, Bill, what you're telling me is, Bill, you want to keep Bard, but you're not willing to re-sign any of these guys, so what, you're going to pull another Trevor story, let him walk and get nothing in return? But you know what Bill said? You know what Bill said? Bill said, we didn't get enough in return. If you get a bag of balls for any of these guys, and I'm not suggesting that's their value, then at least you got something in return because you're going to get nothing if they walk. You know what the weird thing is? Julio Iglesias has, has been okay. Yep. Maybe more, maybe better than that. But they have a kid coming up yeah. that they believe can play. So if you're not going to keep Iglesias, get rid of him if you have to for a low-level minor leaguer. And Chad Cool Get something. Chad cool has been pretty good. Yeah, and listen, has. I will give Bill Schmidt credit. For signing Chad Cool, for signing off uh, the scrap heap to a minor league contract, right, right. CJ Crowland's been terrific, but then again, he's been here a couple of years, and that was a Jeff Brightish move. Yeah, the one of two good moves he made in his entire tenure as the Rockies' general manager. He made two good moves his whole career here. That was one of them. Bravo! And you know what Dick does? Instead of looking outside the organization. I'm just going to walk around the building and hire somebody because I don't have a Rolodex. I talked to a longtime general manager in Major League Baseball and a very successful one, and he told me that other front offices look at the Rockies' front office as an absolute joke. With good cause. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with that person. No, you're not. Nope. Nope. I mean. So what's what's the is there a solution from the fan point of view that we still have to have that reputation of going out to Coors Field as an, as an amusement park? We should be embarrassed to go to the games. No, because it's a night out. I mean, if we're really listen, the Rockies would be in huge trouble, huge trouble if their ballpark was in Commerce City. They just got very fortunate that what happened to them is what happened to the Cubs. The revitalization of downtown. You got it. Of Lodo, Lodo. specifically. Specifically. I, th- I may have told you the story, but I don't know if I did. Did I ever tell you the story about John McDonough? No. Okay. So, you know, as a hockey guy, I don't want to pin you as a hockey guy. You're an author, but you're a hockey guy. He's an upper-level executive in the Blackhawks organization. Was, was. He left. He used to be the president of the Blackhawks. He was the president of the Blackhawks. He was, he was very visible. He was always around, but he never talked. Terrific guy. You know what he did before that? 
He was the Cubs marketing director. By the way, ironically, grew up as a White Sox fan, mm-hmm. and they became the Cubs marketing director. Back in the 1980s, in the 19, and I sat down with them because I used to do the shows, so I knew a lot of people in the organization while well, I could just walk into their office and sit down and talk. And I said to John, how in the world were you able to get so many people in the seats? And the teams always stunk. They were good in 84. They were good in 89. I think they might have been good in 96, but they were just terrible for all these years. So remember, he's the marketing director. This might be one of the most brilliant marketing plans I have ever heard. Now, I set it up that way. Now, let me tell you, just I'll give you half of a sentence, and you're going to say that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know what he said to me? No. He said, how'd you get so many people in the seats? He said, I did not invest one dime into the team or the organization. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Isn't it? No, no, I know you're saying that to, to joke. But what he said to me was, I did not invest one dime. Maybe invested a couple dimes. He goes, I did not invest in the team. I didn't market the team. I didn't market the players. That sounds absolutely foolish, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, want me to finish the sentence? Go ahead. He said, what I did was I took that money and I helped build an infrastructure called Wrigleyville mm-hmm. and helped put money into yeah. bars and restaurants because I knew if we build it, they will come. And they did. The that reason- sounds familiar. Right. And the reason I'm bringing that up is the Montforts fell into that with a revitalization of Lodo. So should people stop going to games? Lodo's a fun place to go. It's a beautiful ballpark. Still is a beautiful ballpark, even though by baseball standards, it's old. But if I'm being completely honest, and I don't mean to criticize Rockies fans, this is not an overly educated baseball market, if we're being completely honest. Well, it's, it's also a hybrid baseball market in that, that it's a mix of fans of so many teams. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going to the game, but a lot, but a lot of people are just going for a nice night out, and then they want to go get plowed when the game is over, and all they have to do is walk across the street to any bar they want to. Or before. Right. Exactly. It's like going to Wrigleyville. It's not about the product. So the Cubs and the Rockies kind of mirror each other. So what do you think they could have gotten for, for Chad Cool, their second best pitcher, in my opinion? I don't know. I have no idea what they could have gotten. Just to, well, you would have taken a draft draft choices or... Well, I don't know if they want to bring him back. But then again, they could always trade him and bring him back. Yeah. Right? I guess in theory you, you could. You could always do that. I mean, that's, that option is a always pitcher, on the a table. P- a pitcher that in love with Coors Field. Well, there's... Freeland is kind of an exception. There. Here's the thing. Dick Montfort is a very smart businessman. Look at what he built across the street, McGregor Square. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Party deck. Brilliant idea. And I'm not suggesting that he doesn't spend money. And Bill Schmidt has made some nice moves. But at the end of the day, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. You just admitted that Bill Schmidt has made some nice moves. He has. He has. Chad Cool was a nice pickup. I, I applauded the move for Chris Bryant. But at the end of the day, the team is on his watch. You know, they brought him on the broadcast, I guess it was last And by week. the way, it's a 25-man roster, not a two-man roster. Yeah. So just because you brought on two guys yeah, doesn't mean the team's going to be great. They had him on kind of, it, it seemed to be almost the uh, le- the lecture tour when he came on the television broadcast last week and sat in for a couple of innings trying to explain some things and I think have his face become known as the guy who's, who is the general manager, the guy in charge. 
with the trading deadline come up, he wasn't exactly grilled about the possibilities, and he didn't reveal anything. I, I guess my question is, and like I said, he's made a couple of nice moves, but think about this for a second. If you have a guy who consistently has your scouting director, scouting director, if your scouting director has one of the worst minor league systems out there, what makes him qualified to be the general manager? And that's why that former GM said to me, people around the league were laughing at that hire. And he also said to me, there is no one in baseball that would even interview Bill Schmidt. He said no one would, no one would even bother interviewing him. He would never be taken seriously for any GM position around the league. Can we dare hope? He's not going anywhere. No, I mean, hope, hope for the Rockies to become a year-by-year contending team. Well, the problem is they might as well board up the windows now that the Padres have spent a fortune <laughs> and brought in Soto. You know, the Dodgers are yeah. going to be the Dodgers. The uh, Barring injuries, the best the Rockies can hope for every single year. Third or fourth in the division. Well, we'll see how the Giants do. I mean, the Giants are having an off year, but there are other teams in the National League that will contend for a wild card. They're not going to win the division. That's for sure. They're, they're, only, they're only playing for a wild card. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe the second one. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Coming up after the break, major news coming out of the NFL having to do with Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's a surprise, the news that came out today. However, I I think a lot of people around the country are applauding Roger Goodell for the first time ever. We'll explain why next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileEyesports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale on with the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. All right, the NFL has appealed the six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. No surprise there. That was handed down by Judge Sue L. Robinson. As negotiated in the current CBA, either side has the right to appeal her ruling, but, and here's the but, but the personal conduct policy also states... Uh, The appeal has to be processed on an expedited basis and ready for this. This is what the NFLPA negotiated (laughs) this. What I'm about to tell you here, this is what they agreed to. And the commissioner or his designee may overturn, reduce, modify or increase the discipline previous issued. And it will be final and binding. On all parties. That's like going to a restaurant, Terry, and they serve you a horrible plate of food. You complain about it, hand it back to the waiter. The waiter goes back into the kitchen. You see them hand the plate to the chef. The chef takes that plate, hands it right back to the waiter, brings it back out to the table, and you start eating and say, okay, I guess I'll just have to eat this. (laughs) 
I really question the wisdom, of course, of the uh, NFLPA people who bargained this and agreed to it. And how could they go? How could they actually look at that and let it get past them? If I were a player, I'd just be absolutely irate. Now, I want to I want to separate it from the Deshaun Watson case because that's so so egregious, so ugly. That, but if I were a player, I'd be saying, in other circumstances, this could apply where the commissioner can just throw anything out the window and just make the decision himself. Why do we have arbitration? Why do we have an arbitrator? Why did why was Judge Sue L. Robinson evenly even involved in this? Well, here's the thing. Okay, she had a 15-page report, and by the way, <clears throat> the NFL is looking for now an indefinite suspension, which would likely be a year. And they're also seeking a much more significant fine for Watson, which honestly was a joke to begin with mm-hmm. because of the way the Browns negotiated the deal. I think he is losing out on like $33,000. Yeah, he basically Th- was... Actually, $333,000. But I want to read Robinson what she wrote in her report because this is key. It said, Watson's behavior was egregious and predatory. Now, her six-game suspension... Remember, she's a judge. Mm-hmm. Judges rule on precedent. Yes. They rule on precedent. And her ruling, while that seems egregious as well, she looked at Roethlisberger. She looked at, I think it was uh, Dondre Hopkins or somebody else. So it was six games. And while it was egregious and predatory, the precedent says it should be six games. With that, I applaud the NFL for finally stepping up and saying we've had these BS weak suspensions for the personal conduct policy, which is sexual assault and wife beating and, you know, girlfriend beating. And you can, you could get a year suspension for gambling on games in a league that is embracing gambling. And you can, and you can get a longer, a much longer suspension for PED use. It's completely flipped. I'm, I'm glad. And I applaud them for finally taking a stand as maybe they have now realized that six games is not long enough. And they're, they're trying to prove a point with Watson. And I'll be honest with you, he is the perfect poster child to make this happen. Is it sincere or is this just showmanship attempting to show that they're now enlightened? Well, I don't trust the NFL. I don't either. For a lot of reasons. I mean, look at, look at how many decades they denied that you know concussions in playing football. Connected and ended up having to settle a billion dollar lawsuit. Right. So no, I don't trust the NFL, but they are making more of an effort to be more diverse. They're making more of an effort to be more inclusive with women. How do you explain to Condoleezza Rice, the new owner, one of the new owners of the mm-hmm. Broncos, that this guy is getting six games? How do you explain to the president of the Raiders, a woman, that um, he's getting six games? Well, and also Melody Hobson. All of them. All of them. So the NFL is doing the right thing. This is long overdue. The, the NFL is a is the sport in the United States, and they need to lead on this. That doing what Deshaun Watson did, doing what Ben Roethlisberger did, is not and should not be tolerated by the players or the owners. Mm-hmm. The owners, in theory, need to be held to a higher standard. And oh, by the way, you want to hear the joke of the day? Yes. Even Ben Roethlisberger came out and said <laughs> it was too late. And that's not a joke. He actually came out and said, I think what happened to Deshaun Watson was not harsh enough. How many games did he get? 
Six. He got six games. Yeah. He should have gotten far more than that. There's no question about it. And I, you know what? I don't think it's an accident. I really don't. The timing of the punishment for Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. They, they wanted to get it out before? I think they did. Yep. I think that they did. So it would, so it would be... We're coming down hard on the owners, and now we're going to come down hard on the players because tampering is not going to be tolerated. Sexual assault, and that's what it was. Sexual assault, mm-hmm. period. Don't tell me it wasn't. It was sexual assault to all these women. All these women are not lying. Maybe a couple are, but not all of them. And Watson has not been remorseful about anything. And the Browns enabled it with that contract. No question about it. And I also think the idea of if they, the appeal was inevitable since they knew it would go right back, right back to the commissioner. So the appeal was something we knew that was going, was going to be coming. So now here's the thing. The union is going to look into suing the NFL after they signed a contract. No, you can't do that. At, well, they can. I know. And, and they I'm will. saying in terms of they can. public public perception they and can. reality. No, they will stick up for their players. They always have. I hope they don't. But they will look into suing the NFL. But unfortunately, they probably don't remember when they were sitting at the table with a pen in their hand. <laughs> and they signed a CBA that said the commissioner or his designee may overturn reduce, modify, or increase the discipline previously issued, and it will be final and binding on all parties. I don't understand what kind of legitimate case you can make in court when you willingly were a party to a agreement. The union signed it. The league signed it. You willingly signed it that you're going to give everything to Goodell, and it's binding. What kind of case can you possibly make? Well, it almost reads like they didn't read it. I mean, it almost sounds like they didn't read it. You know how you sign? You've you've been in situations where you're Fine signing print. a document, a lease agreement, or right. a contract to buy a car or whatever. Do you ever read the entire contract? Yeah, I get out a telescope to try and read those things. But that's the way it comes off. It comes off as if they didn't read it or didn't know what was in it. Right. How could you? How could you credibly look at your membership in the eye? and say that we, we're, we're okay with this. I would be very curious. and You know what? I might talk to some Broncos players about this, and I would have to do it completely as background and off the record. I don't yeah. think anybody would talk about this on the record. Do you agree that if you do something like Deshaun Watson did, should it be longer than six games? I think most of them would say yes. I, think, I, I would hope that they would say yes. But they're going to stick up. They're going to stick up for the yeah. The, pub, the the public pronouncement is going to be different with than the off the record, behind the scenes pronouncement. The problem is, if the union does not go to bat for Deshaun Watson, those leaders honestly should be voted out because mm-hmm. that's the point of a union. Yeah, there may, there may be there may be some players that come out and say it should be more it should be more extensive suspension. They might, or you'll have a lot of people say. Oh, well, uh, uh, grand jury didn't indict him. Again, if that's what you believe, then OJ did not kill two people. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Nick Saban had some comments that might strike some fear into Alabama opponents this season, and Ezekiel Elliott shared some of his thoughts on preseason football games. That's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale under the public, go to RMFP.com. I've been telling you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar for a long time because honestly, for what they offer, it's it's easily one of the best, if not the best, sports bars in the entire state because of what they offer. Live music, no cover. They have a pool hall, 15 tables. Best happy hour in the country, maybe in the world. And that might be a bit of hyperbole, but I don't think it is. When you go two for one on wine, well, and drafts every single day, and now they're going to be doing extra happy hours during the week. Um, I mean, nobody is better. And they have all kinds of leagues as well. With that, want to bring in the unhappiest San Francisco Giants fan out there. How do you feel about uh, Soto? teaming up with the Padres as your Giants are now with the Rockies who may never win the division again. I, 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 don't, I don't like being lumped with the Rockies of never being able to win the division again, but yes, I have a feeling that start rebuilding now because those two teams are going to dominate the West for the next three to four years, it looks like, or longer. Long, longer than that. How does, yeah. it, how, how does it feel to be in a playpen with the Rockies now? Well, let's say there's no guarantee that Soto signs a long-term deal. He's under contract two and a half more years. He could say, no, you're not giving me enough either. I want at 25, I want to be a free agent. So you never know. You I don't think, know. I don't think they gave up all that capital. To not it, sign it, him. Balls, balls in his court though. Yeah, though that's true, but he, but he's going to want to be there because they're a winning team. He didn't want to stay. Should, he should. He should. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, tell us about your live music this weekend. Uh, we have a great rock band called Falling West coming this week, and they're playing Friday and Saturday night, both at 8 o'clock, no cover to get in. And the next couple weekends, we've got a couple great R&B bands coming in as well, same Friday, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, no cover. Yeah, you and I are the same when it comes to live music. We like a good horn section, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Brass Attack played last weekend, and they were awesome. Um, we don't talk enough about the different types of leagues that you have there. I know COVID not only shut you down, but it kind of shut yeah. down the leagues as well. What kind right. of things do you have now? We do pool leagues five nights a week, every night except Wednesday and Saturday. There's a pool league going on here. You can contact me at the bar if you want to get involved in that. Um, different, We take different skill levels. There's some nights, Tuesdays and Thursdays, are more of like a professional, better player night. And the other nights are more of like a rec league. They're looking for some beginning players. If you want to join a league, get on a team, learn how to shoot some pool, have some people teach you because there's always teams looking for new players to join their teams. Which so that uh, would be Mondays, Fridays, and Sunday nights. Which league should I join? The one for the really good players or the beginners? You're like right in the middle because I played pool with you, and I don't think you're you're not a. I wouldn't consider you a beginner. So you would you could play in any one of those nights, and you would learn a lot playing Tuesday Thursday, as I have playing with some of these good pool players in this bar. Um, but you would enjoy the other nights as well. Again, it's more of a rec league on the other nights and having some more beers and shots than the, the money night. So, when it comes to um, specials that you have, no drink yeah. specials. I mean, yeah. honestly, we got we got to start with the happy hour, two for one every single day, uh, wine, well, and drafts. But you have. Uh, a late night happy hour. What's that? We're doing wine well and draft two for one also on Tuesday nights from nine to close. And then Sunday nights we do karaoke starting at eight o'clock and then our late night happy hour kicks in at 10 o'clock to close. So you can come have some two for one happy hour and belt out your favorite tunes. 
If someone has never been to Greenfields and they sit down and they look at your menu, what's the one thing that they need to order? I would order something with our homemade green chili. I stand by it. It's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's a recipe. It's been handed down over the years from some of the great cooks we've had come through here. And I, I love our green chili, and you put it on anything, some chili cheese fries, a burrito, just a cup of green chili with a tortilla. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal stuff. Our wings are out of this world as well. We do a wing special on Monday, 75 cents all day long. How do people find you? Go to greenfieldsbar.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're all over the place. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, uh, what, what do you think of Trey Lance so far? So far, I've been okay, been happy with what I'm hearing. I mean, it's it's just time. It's it's put his feet in the fire, and he gave up three number one picks. He's got to start playing. So it's we're sink or swim this year with him. So I, I like what he brings to the offense and a different dynamic that Jimmy G couldn't. So uh, I think it'll fit Shanahan's offense a little bit better. One quick thing, I'll ask you while you're while we're on the air because uh, you and I play a lot of golf together. The week of the fifteenth, yeah. that Friday, I yeah. think it is a it's the nineteenth. Does that sound right to you? Yes, it does. Uh, you want to play golf by 10 o'clock in the morning? Uh, I can. Yes, I can try and get the day off. I have to work at noon that day, but I can get that covered. So. You own the place. What do you mean you're going to try and get a day off? You own I'm the place. A, I'm a responsible owner. I, tell you, I, have to, I have to work right now, unfortunately. I t- Things have changed in this place. I tell you what, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw in a sweetener. I'll let you pay. Yeah. For, I'll let you pay for my round. Will that encourage I'm you in. to play? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to pay one of my managers to work, and then I'm going to pay for your golf. That that sounds like an amazing day. <laughs> All right, we will. I'll give you a call. We'll we'll, we'll we'll look at your calendar. Actually, just text me. Let me know if, if you want to play around ten o'clock in the morning, ten thirty, and I'll make a tee time for us. That works. Sounds good. On the nineteenth Friday. All right, yep. see you, man. All right, bye. All right, late. Yes. Are you a hustler? What do you mean, hustler on the golf course and at the pool no. table? No, 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 no. I am not competitive. What do you think, Alex? Should we no. stay away from him? No, no, no. I think we should. No, no. I, I no. I'm not a hustler at all. Um, I like I like to compete, and I'm not competitive unless somebody's competitive with me. So if someone makes a comment, if I'm mm-hmm. a bad shot, and they'll be like, eh. I'll say, okay, now let's gamble. <laughs> and it's not because I hit a bad shot on purpose to yeah. hustle them, but if somebody challenges me, then I will become very competitive. Other than that. I want everybody to play. With don't me. tick you off. Well, it's not don't tick me off. I just don't like when, because I don't criticize people in the okay. course. But anyway, uh, time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. <laughs> Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, despite winning the SEC, beating Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl, and competing in the college football playoff national championship game, Alabama coach Nick Saban looked back on last season and called it kind of a rebuilding, rebuilding year. How scary are these comments for the rest of the oh. SEC and all of, all of college football? Oh, he's just taunting them. He should be. There should be a flag thrown on him for taunting. I mean, how do you go through a rebuilding year with a first-time starting quarterback who wins the Heisman Trophy? True. They have a great quarterback, and before that, it was Mac Jones, and before that, it was Tua. I mean, they're 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 always reloading. They're always. Yes. I mean, but let's see how NIL. 
kicks in for them. Can they get the corporate sponsorship to pay these guys? Right? I think they can. Because that will be the great equalizer. Remember, well, there, there aren't a ton of big businesses down in Tuscaloosa. Well, the other issue there is whether Nick Saban's going to be energetic about trying to take advantage of that. He's somewhat of a somewhat of an old school guy on that, and he's been a little bit reluctant to completely embrace NIL. And I realize I realize that's supposed to be a secondary mechanism, not not a direct one right. involving coaches. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They're sales staff. They can help you redesign an entire kitchen. They can get you something to fit your budget. They have all the best appliances out there, period. Go walk in there, and you're like, man. You walk into a big box store, it's just a bunch of appliances. You walk in there, it's all well-designed. It's like a bunch of different kitchens. It looks totally cool. You can try out the appliances before you buy them. Man, if you've never cooked on an induction stove or a Viking range, if you do, you're going to be like, man, I got to have one of these. You can't do that at the big box stores, but you can do it at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, another day of training camp, another day of Cody Rourke joining us on the show, our Broncos insider for milehighsports.com. Don't easy now, don't spill a bit, nothing but time tonight. Let's get to killing it, long 